In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with my co-host, Jack. Jack, how are you, buddy? I'm really excited. This is a cracking guest, so top work, Paul. Um, this is going to be a good one. We Wait, got... Are you in Cleveland? I'm, I'm just jumping in right now. Greg, you're ruining the suspense. I'm here in London, and uh, our, most of our fans are in Cleveland. But if you didn't work out, it's Greg from Around the NFL podcast. Greg, how are you? I'm good. Well, didn't it? Wouldn't it ruin the surprise if you like used my name and you know um, in the podcast description or anything like that? He, well, he is right, Paul. You, you sort of try to build up the suspense for all our guests, and they download the show, and it's got the name <laughs> on the show. <laughs> Oh, sorry Greg. sorry for blowing it already that's that's fine Greg and uh, um, I obviously want to thank uh, Mark Sessler for setting this up so uh, yeah Mark's um, obviously been in, on the show a couple of times and it's now a pleasure to uh, have you on the show Greg so thank you very much no it is, it is great to be here wherever here is Cleveland London Los Angeles where I am excellent we're, we're a global show and if I'm correct most of your or a good percentage of your listeners are actually uh, in the UK uh, with uh, around the NFL podcast. Yeah, it's weird. Like, you know, I would say people tolerate us in the US where there's a, you know, a, a general acceptance somewhat, but people actually like us in the UK. So we, we love our UK listeners and overseas in general, a lot of Germans, some Australians. I, I don't know why uh, we translate better, but we're just like the David, like David Hasselhoff is, you know, really big in Germany too. So maybe we're the David Hasselhoff of podcast. <laughs> awesome. And our German listeners would be loving that as well. So um, I've got to ask, Mark Sester's not a huge soccer fan, but I've seen you online in a West Ham football shirt. What's yeah, that was actually in, that was in London. I wore that to um, the Saturday where we had an event um, on Regent Street, and then we had something, uh, you know, in a theater there. I had been given that from Nat Coombs, who's uh, a pretty well-known guy over there. He, had, you know, he hosts the BBC coverage. Been doing his show for a couple years. He knew I was kind of looking for a Premier League team, and he, you know, he bribed me with some West Ham gear, and now I'm on board. You know, I'm a hammer. Well. Jack, we're going to have to make sure we get a Chelsea shirt for Mark then, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of like a fake fan. I mean, I follow it. I watch the highlights and stuff. I'm not going to try to pretend that like I know as much as you guys do. To sort of explain what West Ham are, they're the team that finished 6 of 10 and 7 of 9 every single season. So they're in NFL terms, they're a team that never bad enough to get relegated or rebuild or they're never good enough to win anything they are just sort of they are the most middling team you're going to see of uh they just sit around the uh middle yeah, kind of yeah they're kind of like the miami dolphins they're they're popular be, you know because they once were good a long time ago but now just stuck in the middle but i'm i'm a patriots fan you know i'm a red sox fan in terms of baseball it's like 
I've had enough um, winning. It's a little obnoxious. I'm a little obnoxious. So I need, I need something more in the middle of the pack, like to humble me. Well, you hang around with Mark all the time and Mark is very similar to myself. We're both Browns fans and we're waiting for the change. And hopefully we're going to have a run just like the patch. Yeah, I don't think that that would be tough. I mean, that no team in the history of the NFL or, you know, has ever had the kind of run that they have. But I think Baker Mayfield is, a you know, a cinch to have a very good run for the next 10 to 15 years. You guys are in great hands and you'll be in the mix for the playoffs and you'll be making the playoffs. And hopefully I am looking forward to the Around the NFL podcast that covers a Brown Super Bowl. It will. We we all will be looking forward to that. It will be a much happier Mark Sessler. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And uh, tell us while we're talking about the Browns, what what do you think your what the prediction will be for win and loss with the Browns 2019? Mm, it's early. I have not done that for any teams. In general, I like having. I don't, I'm trying to think what division they play. They play the AFC East. So that's a good thing. Uh, let's throw them nine wins as an over under, you know, maybe 10, 10, if I'm feeling a little generous, I I'm, I'm always a little wary of a team like the Browns who make a huge leap one year. And then everyone kind of assumes it'll keep going in that direction and there'll be a very trendy pick. Uh, it's not always easy to maintain those sort of gains in the NFL. You know, when you improve by seven wins in one year. But most teams don't have Baker Mayfield going into his second year. And there's really no reason for me to think that he's not going to be better. And he already was a top 10 to 12 quarterback. Uh, he's, to me, as impressive as any quarterback that's entered the league uh, since Andrew Luck. And, you know, I would include him with Andrew Luck, really, of anyone that I can remember since like the, the Philip Rivers class in terms of, you know, making, and even they didn't play that well as rookies in terms of making that quick of an impact where I'm just like, this guy's going to be in the league for 15 years. He's going to be a top 10 QB and a guy like that going into his second year, it's hard to see them totally falling apart, but the Browns do manage to find a way. Yes. I'm, I'm really positive about next season because the best thing when looking at a record is we don't have to take into account the, the minus three wins, uh, Hugh Jackson tax. So um, that, that gives <laughs> a nice boost, uh, Baker Mayfield, and then just they're going to make some moves in the off season. Uh, I don't want to go quite as crazy as some of the massive OBJ talk and other stuff like that. Just something that allows you to keep building a, a dynasty as any team would wish, similar to what the Patriots have done. <laughs> don't go crazy for one player because if you do that, you're going to pay the price maybe three, four years down the line. So three years might be lovely. You might go crazy for three years and then you're in a hole because you blew it all too early. So uh, no, I, I think the uh, Browns are in a really nice position. But yeah, it's, it's a big gamble. No one knows what Freddie is going to be like as a head coach. The small sample was lovely, but we've seen in lots of sports, we see it in UK soccer, them caretakers that come in and sort of finish a season strongly, n not necessarily good the next year. So um, always uh, take right. a salt and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I always feel like there's, there's a lot of different ways that you can mess things up in the NFL. And like the exception is the Patriots, a team that wins more than 10 games a year, multiple years in a row. It's hard to find those teams. So the Browns have to do more than just find a quarterback. 
Greg, I've got a question for you. Is, is it's the first time you're on the show? How did you get into uh, the job with uh, around the NFL podcast? Mm, good question. Uh, I came from Pro Football Talk and NBC, um, which you know I'd been working for for about three or four years. I was kind of like the managing editorish type under Mike Florio there, so that was like a football blog. Before that, I was at Roto World, kind of started the football coverage there, did that for five or six years, which is like a, a fantasy football site. Yep. And um, yeah, the NFL kind of came to me at the time. Uh, and we tried to, you know, not recreate what Pro Football Talk did, but kind of have a team of news bloggers that you kind of reacted with some uh, opinions and everything to the news. And so. You know, Mark Sessler and, and Dan Hansis were here before I got there. And then we all we started the podcast uh, together once uh, once I moved out to L.A. For a year, I lived in New York and was kind of like working remotely. And then uh, I hired Chris and we came out here and uh, off, off she wrote. Awesome. And uh, I know I see it all the time on the top uh, 50 uh, UK podcast listened to across all uh, all genuines is your podcast. Mm. So you are the number one podcast here in the UK. So it's great to have you on the show. Thank you. Wow, of um, course. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And, and Greg, uh, tell us, what's, what, what are you hearing in the free agent world at the moment? Well, you know, just as we were coming, uh, just as he called me, Case Keenum is getting traded to the Washington Redskins. So um, I said recently on our podcast, there isn't a team that I think I'd like rather be a fan of less than the Washington Redskins. And uh, trading for Case Keenum is uh, not making me change my opinion on that. Do you, Jack, any ideas of what what's going to be traded in this deal? Is it going to be a str- uh, so the really yeah, early... there, it, yeah, they, it actually just as you said that uh, Ian Rappaport reported the terms. Uh, the Broncos just move up uh, to the sixth round from the seventh round for Washington, so almost nothing. And the Broncos are agreeing to pay uh, three and a half, four million dollars of Keenum's contract. So uh, you know they were just trying to dump him for anything. They had all this guaranteed money, and. Uh, you know, I just think it's if you're a Redskins fan, that Alex Smith contract is a disaster. He has guaranteed money into 2020. Just bad luck. But, you know, if you're going to try to replace him, why not try to replace him with a rookie or Teddy Bridgewater or something? Like, I don't think they're going to be trading for Josh Rosen now. And to me, that's disappointing if, if you root for the Redskins. Yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what he does there. Um, I wish him all the best. I. I kind of wanted him at the Browns uh, last year, but I'm glad the way it's all panned out, obviously, with uh, Baker Mayfield. Yes, I uh, I think you guys, you know, worked out pretty well for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically the curse of the NFL is any team that has got a average to even below average or to a slightly above average QB on top QB money and it's just like so many teams I just don't know if they're they're scared um their GMs aren't bold enough it's like just move on and get a rookie because if you're getting a rookie on two three percent of the salary cap versus um one of these veterans that is average on 13 percent 
and then Tom Brady's ripping it up on 10% of the salary cap. You're never going to compete. And so there's so many GMs and quarterbacks that get signed to these deals. And it's like, just trade them off and get someone else. Um, if your QB's elite and you're talking top five, maybe top 10, I wouldn't even go that far, then yeah, by all means, pay them. But there's just too many teams that pay average quarterbacks and then wonder why it all goes wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm all for just taking as many swings as you possibly can. When you don't have a quarterback, draft one every year and, and sign a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, too, or even Tyrod. You know, Tyrod's not a good example. To me, Chase Keenum, you know what he is. So there's, like, no upside there. There's no ceiling. There's no way that turns into just an amazing pickup. Like, you're just hoping to win seven games if you, if you sign Case Keenum. At least take some swings for the fences. And to me, like Teddy Bridgewater – of the free agents or Nick Foles for that matter, you know, if you're going to be spending money, but they're not going to be spending money. And if, if nothing else, Case Keenum is cheap. Is there uh, any names you think the Browns are going to sign in the free agent market, Greg? Ooh. uh, I mean, I think they'll send a lot, sign a lot. There no one, no one specifically that they've been tied to, which is a good, a good sign for John Dorsey that he doesn't have as many, as many leaks uh, as uh, the previous administration. Although CJ Mosley, as an in-division guy, I'd be curious, um, you know, if that's someone that they that they might take a look at. And then certainly you have to look at any ex-Chiefs that become available just because of the track record with uh, Dorsey and Justin Houston uh, could be that guy. So we've had the OBJ, are they rumors? Are they just gossip? Is it all sorts of crazy stuff? So the question I wanted to ask you, what is the craziest thing someone's told you? This deal's going to happen and then didn't happen. So it can be as mad as you want. The, the craziest, wildest thing anyone's ever gotten. You don't have to name them and shame them in this. Just a, what was that crazy deal you heard once? Mm. That that Belichick was gonna leave the Patriots for the Giants uh, three years ago, and that this one has like popped up a couple times. But when Coughlin left, there was a real like undercurrent among people that should know better, or who knows? I you never know where these things come from. That were like, oh, this is happening. Belichick, Jeff Belichick's leaving uh, for the Giants, and uh, yeah, thankfully it didn't happen. Thankfully for me. <laughs> What was your view when the Seth Wickersham story dropped on the Patriots? I found both that that story and the Brown story that then came out more recently. I found them fascinating. Obviously, you take everything like that with a pinch of salt, but what was your view on them? Yeah, that you know, the most interesting stuff to me was the Brady-Garoppolo dynamic, just that you know he wasn't that comfortable with Garoppolo there and the, you know whatever he did to, you know, not support Garoppolo was interesting. The stuff between Belichick, Brady, Kraft, to me was, you know, kind of a, you know, I didn't take too much into it. Uh, you know, I appreciate if Kraft uh, kind of helped bring them to the table that he wasn't getting rid of either one of them. But uh, I don't think it affected them. Like it at the time it came out, it was right when the suit, you know, right before the playoffs and the Super Bowl, and you know what, he played amazing and he played amazing in the Super Bowl. And that was the thing that kind of annoyed me is like, well, how is this going to affect the Patriots? And, uh, and the track record of the Patriots is like, uh, it's going to, 
probably not affect them at all, but if anything, they seem to play at their best when things are uh, at their craziest and, and people on the outside are, you know, finding fault with them. So from that, from that perspective, uh, I didn't mind it too much. And uh, I'm looking forward to Trey Flowers jumping on a plane from Boston and arriving in Cleveland next week. That is my dream. Yeah, I could see that. He's going to get paid a lot of money. The Patriots are hoping that he does the thing that Devin McCourty and Dante Hightower did, where they went and found their value in the open market, and then they ended up just returning to the Patriots. I don't think that's going to happen with Trey Flowers, because I think the open market is going to be very generous to him. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's one of the first people to sign uh, when free agency starts uh, and, and get among, if not the highest amount of guaranteed money. Yeah, I think he, I think he'll do the nice touch of going back to the Patriots and going, look, say I've been offered 17 million. I'll take 16 million, say, to stay. Maybe, maybe not even that. I'm happy for you guys to match it. And Bill Belichick's just never going to match that. He, he doesn't he doesn't believe in pumping that much money into a uh, – any uh, one on the D-line, and that's sensible because they've done a really good job over the last, let's say, five years. of You can scheme up um, pressure. You can't scheme up coverage. And, um, no, Belichick's been a master of uh, getting players and producing a really good uh, D-line performance. And then Dante Skarnecchia could probably take me, Paul, you guys are around the uh, NFL podcast and turn us into like, a Pro Bowl O-line. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it, it's magic what they do with some players. I would definitely play center, you know, like kind of one of those guys that not, not tough, not that, you know, not a road grader, but I can get out on the edge, and, you know, on the screens and everything. Like, you know, I can move. Well, Greg, if you haven't seen my free cone challenge, I'm definitely an O-line, so... Uh... <laughs> There you go. But yeah, Greg, I just want to say thank you very much for your time. My last final question is, when are you in London next? Oh, well, we're hoping to get there in the 2019 season. This year we were there before week one. That could happen again, or maybe we're there for one of the games. I would be surprised if it's not one, you know, I think we're going to be making a trip. I don't know if it's going to be before week one. I think this year my guess is it's going to be for one of those games and we'll stay for the week and it'll be a grand old time awesome and just want to say thanks a lot and if we meet this year in 2019 the first pint is on myself and thank you very much for coming on the show this evening looking forward to it thanks for having me guys and uh greg i'm sure everyone is listening to you but where can everyone find your details Oh, yeah. At Greg Rosenthal on Twitter, on Instagram. I mean, you know, I just started that IG account, you know, in September. So we're, you know, we're trying to get it going and, uh, you know, NFL.com and the podcast and all that stuff. How about, how about the Jess Nick and Rosenthal Vanity Project? Check out that podcast too. You know, we got multiple podcasts rolling right now. It's the world of the podcast at the moment. <laughs> it is. You know, we're trying to, we're trying to get what we can before the whole thing collapses. So we're doing that. Awesome. All right, Greg, thank you very much again. And uh, guys in Cleveland, I hope you enjoyed that. Thanks, guys.